Welcome, dear listener, to another episode of True Hauntings and Scary Stories, the podcast where we alternate between spooky conversation and scary short stories. (laughs) Now, here's your host, Miss Cynthia C. Welcome, spooky friends, to True Hauntings and Scary Stories. I have got some awesome people here, and I just need to fangirl for a second because I listened to them when I first started podcasting, and I sent them a message way back when, and it said, like, I'd love to be on your show or whatever, and I'd love for you to be on my show. And I sent that, and I thought... Um, yeah, this is nothing's gonna happen. Like I'm a nobody and whatever. And oh my God, did they call me or not call me? They messaged me recently. And I was like, yes, I want you on my show so much. So hello to the golden ghouls. How are you guys doing? Hello. Great. Hi. And the excitement's mutual. Yeah. I'm doing better now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so happy. So you guys intro yourselves and tell us about your show. Yes. So we are the Golden Ghouls. We are a bi-weekly paranormal comedy podcast where we truly talk all things paranormal from ghosts to cryptids to just plain weird things. You name it. We've probably talked about it. Um, We also have episodes where we share listener-submitted stories, so you get a taste of what's happening out there in the real world, too. Um, but yeah, we, we have a little too much fun. We do. Should we do our intro? Oh, sure. Sure. We're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa, Kylie, Emily, and we get spooky. So true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Love it, love it. So... Each of you are true believers, so I'm curious how you came to be that. What was it that happened that pulled you over to the dark side of believing in spooks? Yes, so I, Alyssa, will go first. I feel like it's probably helpful if we say our name since there's going to be so many voices. Um, <laughs> but um, I have been interested in the paranormal from a very early age. Um, it's kind of just ingrained in my family unbeknownst to a lot of my family I have a lot of mediums that go back people like don't even realize that they were mediums and they definitely are um but it really kicked off um the summer before I went into second grade my uncle passed away um he actually took his own life so it was pretty traumatic But within a few days of his passing, I started experiencing things around my house. Um, The first being little knocks on my window, which I knew were him because when he was alive, he my my bedroom window was before you got to the front door. So he would knock on my window and then he would come around to the to the front door and knock on the front door. So that happened pretty early on. Um, I also would see his apparition in the house, but I didn't want to tell my parents because I was like, 
these people are going to think I'm insane. They're going to think I'm lying. So for years, I kind of held this in um, a little bit of backstory, though. So when he passed away, my sister was about a year old. Um, so what memories she would have of him, I couldn't tell you. And because it was so traumatic for my family, we didn't really talk about him. Uh, we didn't have pictures around. It was like, when I say it was traumatic, it was truly, it changed my family so much. But, um, a couple years go by after he passed, my sister is four years old at this point, and she comes running out of her bedroom saying, there's a man in my room, there's a man in my room. And my mom was, it was just my mom home with me and my sister. So naturally, she's like, let's get these kids out of this house. There's a man in here. Her best friend lived next door. So she's getting us, she's gathering us, taking us out of the house to go next door and she says to my sister, you need to tell me what this man looks like so I can give a description when we call the police. And my sister said, well, he has red hair and he wanted me to tell you that he loves dad, which it was my dad's brother who had passed away. He did have red hair. Um, I don't know how my sister would know any of this. Like I said, she was a year old. So what memories she would have? I have no idea. But I freaked out and I told my mom, I've seen him in the house too. Um, and my mom was like, wait, I've also seen him. Um, she said that the night of his funeral, she actually heard someone almost like whisper into her ear and she woke up really quick and she looked over and she saw like a misty figure kind of hovering above my dad. And as soon as she turned over and made eye contact with it, I guess it kind of darted down the hall and into the into the house so um yeah she was like i've seen him my sister and i had both seen him and then at that point my dad just got obsessed with the idea of possibly seeing his brother again so he got very into paranormal investigation he started um ghost hunting he bought a Ouija board he would leave voice recorders around the house and kind of ask questions trying to get evps to this day, sadly, my dad has never made contact with my uncle, but that that was really what kind of spurred my interest in the paranormal and, and got me out into the investigative field, too. So, Wow. That is a cool story, but I'm super sad about your uncle. I'm sorry that that happened. It's still a tough one, but um, he is a spirit guide of mine, so I know he's kind of always <laughs> with me and... That's comforting. I wish he were still here physically, but I'll I'll take his guidance where I can. So that story always makes me a little choked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm Kylie and I'm trying to think there hasn't been necessarily like one um, experience that has made me say, oh, I 100 percent believe in the paranormal. Um, but there have been a few instances um, since childhood um, that simply just don't make sense. <laughs> and that's usually how we know mm -hmm. something's paranormal. It's like it's there's no logic here. Like there's no way. Um, something else that has influenced my belief or at least my interest is uh, my environment. So I grew up in a town um, right next to Salem, Massachusetts. Um, so very, you know, heavily 
um, even in school, like we would le- learn all about like the witch trials and, and witchcraft and the history of Salem. Um, I actually live in Salem now. <laughs> so I've- I am so jealous. Salem is on my bucket list. <laughs> well, now you have a friend to hang out with. So let me know when you're on your way. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, there, I would say I'm, I mean, we're all a little bit sensitive, um, but my family, both my mom and my dad, um, you know, they're, they're very, you know, by the books, like they don't really believe in like the metaphysical, but they've had some experiences just like I have that makes me think like, okay, there's definitely some type of sensitivity and, this story I'm about to share is actually a story of my dad's, um, but the way that he reacted and the way that he kind of shifted in his perspective on the paranormal um, really affected me. So when I and I have permission to share this this tale. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So um, and he still tells it to this day. So when I was about five, my younger sister, Julia, she was three. And you can imagine, you know, lots of roughhousing, us playing with our Barbies, running up and down the stairs. Um, A lot of houses in Massachusetts have basements. I know in Texas, there aren't many basements. (laughs) Um, But, you know, there's a set of basement stairs. And then we had the next story, um, another set of stairs going up to our rooms. So we'd be running up and down the stairs all day. This comes into play in a moment. <laughs> so my dad said that um, one night he had gone to bed and he had this very vivid dream. Um, and he doesn't usually, you know how sometimes people just have a propensity to have vivid dreams while others dream of like a blurry school bus or something. <laughs> you know, yeah. like my, mine have yeah. like plots and subplots and <laughs> same. <laughs> so, same girl. So it's it might be important to mention that his, you know, he doesn't usually have vivid dreams. But this one night he um, woke up, gasped, he woke up and gasped and he was super startled. He was like sweating because he had this sudden dream where his grandma, my great grandma, Gigi, said to him in this like resounding voice that he said sounded like it was like surround sound in his head um, or like like in a microphone, but in his head. And it said in a very, like, daunting voice, watch your girls. So he woke up, freaked out, and he's like, what the heck was that? (laughs) Like, he doesn't usually, you know, have dreams like that, let alone experiences like that. So um, it freaked him out a little bit, but he didn't think too much about it. I think he he told my mom, he's like, I had a weird dream, you know. The day went on. um, My sister and I, we were you know, playing as usual, running up and down two sets of stairs. And my dad was working in the garage on a project. And he said that he had walked into uh, the living room where my sister and I were playing. And we had uh, run upstairs to go get more toys. And my dad said he was, you know, going to return to the garage to um, keep working on stuff. My Mom was in the kitchen, a room over. So, you know, it's not like we had to be supervised. And so he started walking out of the room past the stairs when suddenly he was like overcome with this sudden feeling. And he heard the voice again of his grandma saying, watch your girls. 
And so he paused. Wow. He's like stuck in his like like he couldn't move. And then he immediately turned towards the stairs. And my sister had fallen down the stairs. And these were wooden stairs. So they were like, you know, yeah. of course, stairs are dangerous to fall down. But she's a three-year-old. Um, he said she was up in the air, like doing somersaults down the oh, stairs. No. And he caught her at the bottom of the stairs. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was something that um, definitely changed his perspective on yeah you know the paranormal he you know who's he was raised catholic you know who's to say if it was something religious or if it was something you know paranormal i think there's you know a fuzzy line there (laughs) um but seeing how my dad you know reacted after that had happened and knowing that he basically probably saved her life from my grandma like warning him and him having kind of this premonition um that's something that has stuck with our family. And so, you know, even if there's something that uh, happens that we can't explain, you know, we accept it now because we know that there are like greater powers. And so mm-hmm. I've always been, you know, interested in those greater powers. Some powerful stuff there, Kylie. Right? Yeah. Pretty and now you've got to go after her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. For real. Um, well, yeah, that, this is Emily. Mine. I feel like we should be at some kind of meeting. My name is Cindy, and I believe in. <laughs> My name is Emily. I believe in the paranormal. I've been addicted <laughs> to ghosts. Um, yeah. Well, mine's pretty easy. I think um, our our ghouls have heard it a million times, but um, I kind of was born into a family of ghost hunters. They, my parents were already hunting ghosts before they had us in like hotel rooms, like, uh, you know, summoning the dead pretty much, um, trying to conjure the spirits for whatever reason. Wow. Um, and they liked to scare us growing up. So that was frequent. Um, so I always kind of thought <laughs> there was something going on, like, you know, ghosts were out there and they were trying to get me kind of but the real reason I got kind of paranormal and like the universe there's like a deeper thing out there that there could be another layer to this reality that we're not experiencing you know was when Mm -hmm. um I okay long story short I'm probably a reincarnation you know because my mom I can see that yeah. And this bitch <laughs> wants to do it all, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. But so my mom used to read this book growing up um, called The Ghost Next Door and like religiously would read it to herself as a kid. She just loved it. Um, it was about this little girl named Miranda who tragically died in a pond outside her house and became a ghost and hung out with her next door neighbor. Um, And she used to tell me the story when I was a kid. And so when I became a teen, naturally, I wanted my a copy of the book, I needed to get my hands on one. So when we were looking it up on the internet, we stumbled upon a copy and we were reading the summary and came across the fact that this little girl's last name was Alston, which is my last name. And, um, 
was not my mother's when she was growing up, obviously. So this blew our minds that my mom was reading this Mm. book about Miranda Alston as a child before she even became an Alston. And Alston's not, I mean, it's not a common last name, you know. There's not that many people out there with it. Um, So we were shocked, but it got even more shocking when my dad comes home and we tell him this. (laughs) And he tells us, oh, wait, where where was did the book take place? And it was in Georgetown and Georgetown, Texas, or George, I can't remember. It was in Georgetown. And this Georgetown, wherever it was, was a place that my family was located. And there was a story of a girl named Miranda Alston dying in a pond. And her dad, George, Dr. George Alston, he was the dad and were related to him. So it just became oh my even crazier. And then on top of all of that, before I was a teen and researching, researching all of this, my mom had a painting of me done to look like Miranda. <laughs> and we it's been hanging in the hallway for years. And spooky stuff used to happen to me all the time, right? But I, but I always, you know, my parents would scare me. So I just kind of thought it was them. But, like, some stuff was unexplained. And that had to have been Miranda telling me, like, girl, you are me. I am you. Let's live this life. <laughs> you know? So that's well, what I'm happened I'm telling to me. you, right now, you, you're giving me some some horror story um, <laughs> food right here. Ooh, I mean, I yeah. could turn that into a pretty good, Do it. pretty messed up horror story. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I would love it. The Listen, my characters, they don't tend to survive. So, well, <laughs> if that's how I go, you know, in one of, your, in one of the true haunting be. stories, then why not? That would be an honor. Nice. Yeah, an honor <laughs> and a privilege. That's cool. So you guys do some investigating, I understand. Didn't you just go to Salem recently? Yeah. All of you? Yeah, we were yeah, just they in came Salem. On by. In August, um, we we had quite the time. We did an investigation at the Hawthorne Hotel, which is the the notoriously haunted hotel right smack dab mm-hmm. in the middle of Salem. And then we went over to um, Proctor's Ledge, which is the site of the the witch trial hangings. So. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty intense weekend of investigation. Yeah, it was. Love it. Got a lot of good stuff um, on our. Uh, Did you catch like physical evidence? And, nice. Yeah, yeah, we caught. Um, we got one. So here's the funny thing: <laughs> we had so many technical difficulties when we when we started recording. Um, which is like a known thing that happens a lot in paranormal investigation. Entities are known to kind of like drain battery power, mess with things. And it was bizarre because we had tested all of our equipment before the trip, the day of the trip, making sure everything was good to go. And then that night, of course, everything started going absolutely haywire. The camera (laughs) died after like 10 minutes, even though it was fully charged. Um, We packed, picked up like weird like alien gurgling sounds over the recording and the camera just like shut off it was really weird so we really only ended up getting one evp um at the hawthorne 
Um, but then over at Proctor's Ledge, we I think we made a bit more of a bit discovery. more of a discovery there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Melissa had nice. quite the experience at Proctor's Ledge. She did. Yes, I did. Um so our listeners know this, but now you guys get to know. I I'm a medium. Um, I've been doing a mediumship for the last couple of years to kind of uh, enhance my skills and learn more and things like that. But um, I think this was kind of like one of the craziest experiences that I have had personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think that I made contact with an ancestor when we were in Salem. Um, so if you check out um, our podcast and then our YouTube, you can kind of see what how that all played out. But um, when I got home, yeah. I was kind of recounting all of this to my personal medium and mentor. And she said, well, you actually have several ancestors there. Um, but she thinks that I actually had a past life in Salem. And that's kind of what I'm remembering. So... That story is still unfolding. I'm still like doing research and kind of trying to see um, if I have ties back there. Um, it's it's hard to get that far back in time though. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's a well, it's a plus journey. With all but the witch stuff, they didn't keep very good records of that stuff either. Yeah. 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 There there are records on like the the main. Um, the main focuses of the witch trials and things like that, but it's outside of them specifically, it's kind of hard to to piece things together. And so it's a journey, but we're slowly, slowly getting there. So more yeah. to come on that. <laughs> well, listen, talking about ancestors, I think that I am related to Edgar Allan Poe. <gasps> that would make so much sense, wow. right? Yeah, <laughs> no wonder I'm so dark and brooding. Right? <laughs> he would be so proud. My grandpa would always tell me that his mother, so my great grandmother's maiden name was Poe, that she uh-huh. was related to Edgar Allan Poe. How do you feel about ravens? I love ravens. Mm. Yep, love that's, them. that's how you know. That's how you know. That's that's a telltale sign. What annoys me is that people confuse crows with ravens. I get so Mm -hmm. annoyed when I see Edgar Allan Poe and somebody has decorated a photo of him with crows. That is (laughs) Uh, not the right bird. (laughs) Listen, the crow, the crow is the bootleg version of the raven. That's true. Yes, not the movie. The crow. That's a great movie. They are smarter. I don't know. Whatever. It's my pet peeve. I'm like, that's not a raven. (laughs) It's a good pet peeve. I saw some fat ravens in Japan, which is not where I was expecting to see them. They are they're huge there. They're absolutely (laughs) massive in Japan. I do remember that. I remember my husband and I being like, holy cow, those ravens are absolutely massive. They're huge in Japan. I don't know what's going on over there. I've never been to Japan, but well, someday if you go, keep an eye out. You don't have to look hard because they are big boys. Mm -hmm. I my podcast episode that's coming out this coming Friday. 
Um, we just happened to talk, the guy and I, we just happened to talk about Japan. It's so funny that you brought that up. We were talking about haunted military bases. And oh, there's yeah. one in Japan where it is wicked haunted. And apparently um, Japanese sol- soldiers jumped off a cliff to avoid getting um, captured at one point. Whoa. And people dive. Divers go in the water there and they see ghosts in the water. <gasps> with them no. absolutely oh, not my that's God. not safe no. my i <laughs> think Alyssa would lose it the ocean is one of my biggest fears i i can't stand the ocean it's terrifying to me yeah. i've so never I'm thought about this before that there are that there could be ghosts underwater Ugh. there could be so much underwater that we don't even know about oh, I, that's is. why i hate it <laughs> we don't know what's at the very bottom of the ocean no, we, we don't know and there's so many locations we just don't even know about, like, as human beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this episode on Friday. I'm very excited. <laughs> I just know me. I, I have a rule about the ocean, and it is, that is their home, and I don't go yes. into their home, and they don't come into my home. So we have that understanding. <laughs> so, yes. Right. I mean, and at least if you're going to go, like, give a give a knock doorbell ring with your siren call. You know, <laughs> let them know yep. you're coming. Exactly. exactly. And trans me. Right. Nice. If they call back, it means come on in. <laughs> yeah, no. No, if you hear a siren call back to you, you should not go. <laughs> you should not. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. a bad sign. <laughs> yeah. Danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> okay. When you guys ghost hunt, what is your favorite piece of equipment? Mm, that's tricky. I can tell you what's what my least favorite piece of equipment is. What? what? Okay. If you're going to be a pessimist. The dowsing rods. I, I just, love I, those. I thought I'm you loved them, Kylie. So I started out really liking them. Um, I think the first time we used them was in St. Vincent's Orphan Asylum in New Orleans. Had a, had a great time with them, received some, some messages. But as time has gone on, I, <laughs> so I stopped breathing when I use them because I don't want my breathing to affect the rods. <laughs> so I like hold my breath and then I get anxiety and then nothing's happening. And I'm like, I can't, I just can't. <laughs> so it's a personal issue, but I just... Meanwhile, here, Emily and I have been like, Kylie, you take the rods. You have the steadiest hands. And we are learning that it's torture. Oh, my god! I mean, you know what? I will continue. Just because it's not my favorite doesn't mean I won't continue to use them. I'll take one for the team and I'll I'll use them. But we got to make sure that I have enough food in my body. I'm hydrated. (laughs) Oh, my god! Just like lots of requirements. I'm going to piggyback off of that and say that they might be my favorite. Um, So like Kylie mentioned, we never used them until we did an investigation with another team in New Orleans at um, the former St. Vincent Infant Asylum. It used to be a Catholic orphanage. Today, it is a boutique hotel that you can spend about eight hundred dollars a night on the low end to stay at um so if that's your thing check it out but we used them there for the first time and for years i was like we thought they were bogus i thought they were a crock of absolute shit yeah (laughs) we were like jokingly using them 
Yes. And um, the the weirdest thing, though, is that like you can be totally still and you feel the pull as mm-hmm. if like there is someone else moving them. There's it's really energy. it's really bizarre. Yeah. And I can't explain it. You have to feel it for yourself. But forever I was like, oh, no, people are just kind of manipulating these rods with their own fingers and, Mm -hmm. you know, getting them to cross at appropriate times. But no, you can absolutely feel the pull of something giving you answers with them. And it's it's really bizarre. (laughs) That's cool. I'm glad you told me that. Have you have you done any investigating, Cindy? Um. Not really. Not aside from just being in Nanny and Grandpa's house. Honestly, that's yeah where all my experience comes from. And so, no, not really, which is weird because I'm totally into it. I just, the chance hasn't come up, I guess. I don't know. I hear there's some places around Columbus, so. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Ohio in general has so much going on. Um, I have family who actually investigates the paranormal in Ohio, so maybe I can connect y'all and you can get in on an investigation at some point. I'm into it. Yeah, that's gotta happen. I'm very into it. Nice. There is one place in Ohio. It's called Moon something. Moon Moonville tunnel or moonville something and it's supposed to be this abandoned town that has a tunnel just a little bridge more or less and it's uh, a railroad would go under it and i guess some of the brakemen like got killed going under it so now the bridge is haunted or something but it's so abandoned that you have to hike to it and it's like a three mile hike or something so I, I'm not yeah. sure my body is up for it, <laughs> but I really wish I could go there. <laughs> I know. I was about to say, I don't think I can do that hike, but um, send pictures yeah. when you come. Right? Yeah. And that's one way. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not hiking six miles. Yeah. For some <laughs> spooks. I get spooks in my house. I'm, I'm good. I'll just sit still for a minute. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have well, stuff happen to you same. in your own homes? Yes. You would think. Um, I definitely do. Um, everyone except my husband, who doesn't really believe in the paranormal, um, has seen the same sort of shadow figure in the guest bedroom that I'm currently sitting in. So um, if you ever see <laughs> him in here, just know we've Now I'm going to be paying him. attention to your background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he's in here a lot. Um, I recently saw a woman here who I had never seen before. And then I was kind of thinking about it. And I think it was my great grandmother who died well before I was born. After I saw her, I started smelling tortillas. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that's got to be my great my great grandmother because she was the world famous uh, tortilla maker. So. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I could get used I've, to I've that. seen her. Yeah, <laughs> right. right? Uh, like, that would make me hungry. You're out here making yeah. me so hungry. <laughs> yeah, that's not so nothing, nothing necessarily like spooks me in this house, but I definitely see things. Um, I've just gotten used to them at this point. I used yeah. to see things all the time in my San Antonio home when I grew up, mm-hmm. but here. 
uh, there's only been like a couple things like random things will happen and it doesn't matter where I'm at. It's like something is following me, you know, Mm -hmm. like one time I dropped an earring down a sink and you could easily get that out by undoing, you know, the pipes and grabbing the earring out. It's disgusting, but you can. But I just was like, forget it. Like, I'm not going to do it. Like, leave the earring. That's devastating. But whatever. End up taking a shower. Like, I can't remember if it was the next day or if it was that night. But I go back to the sink. And that earring is just laying right next to the sink on the countertop. Just laying there. Like, it just popped out the sink and (laughs) dropped down onto the counter just for me. And then, like, another time, my grandma passed and... 2019 and I was like laying in bed and just out of nowhere there was just this strong scent of her and it wasn't a perfume or anything like that she has a scent about her I'm sure you guys grandmas have scents you know yes. if you it's smell like their, their skin yeah it's just them and it was all over the room and it was like wow. oh my gosh you're definitely here you know you could just feel it and was the earring hers too? The earring was hers. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. So it could be grandma, honestly. But things I have happened before too that are like unexplainable, you know. It's really scary. Grandma? <laughs> grandma? Hello? <laughs> no, she's Just absolutely don't scare around. Me, grandma. <laughs> she's she's around for sure. She's like, heck no, are you losing my earring? Yeah. She <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, that's she's like I'll get it myself, not my jewels. <laughs> yeah, right. She's like I am crossing barriers to get my earring out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I live in um, a house that was built in 1850, and it's been converted into 19 apartments. Um, or no, 19? Yeah, 19. It's huge. Wow. it's a huge house. That's big. And then there's also an addition was added. Um, years later that I think accounts for like 10 units. Um, but there was a fire in 2000. We, no one knows the source. So that's mysterious. Um, when I first moved in, I was really hoping that I would have some paranormal experiences. Um, I did a little bit of research on the family and, um, the original owner was a publisher and then the house was in the family for a good, like, 70 years. So I'd like to think that some family members lived and then died in the, (laughs) in the house. I'm not trying to be morbid, but you know, that's usually right. People usually hopefully die in their homes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I haven't really experienced much. I did wake up one time feeling like someone was right next to me and I heard like a gasping sound but I can't for sure say it wasn't me just, like, waking up and <laughs> gasping. So, like, I can't really, you know, I can't say for sure. Something weird did happen, like, two months ago. And I'm, like, whispering right now <laughs> that, I, that I still don't understand. So <laughs> I was in the kitchen and I had the window open just to get some fresh air, even though it was freezing out. And I suddenly heard this, like, blood curling scream but it was a man and it, it was like help <laughs> oh my god <laughs> highly but no. scarier right so i shut the sink <laughs> off 
And I like run over to the window and I'm like listening and I'm like, what the heck was that? So then I went outside to see if there was, it's, it sounded like it was coming from upstairs. <laughs> Emily's dying right now. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like it was coming from the unit above me and that their window was open as well. But I wasn't sure and it was scary. So I was like, okay, what if someone's like outside and they need help? So I went outside, no one was there. I looked up at the window of the unit above me. It wasn't open. So I'm like, what the heck was that? It was so that weird. I still, I was like, sh- I was shaken. I was shooketh for like And remind hours. us how it sounded. <laughs> Help! <laughs> a little oh, less man. gaseous, you know, it didn't quite sound like a burp. It was, you know. But it, it was it was very unnerving. Like it was, I mean, yeah, that nerves all us. And then yeah. I'm like, did someone just die? Is someone being held captive? Like every Lord. scenario was going through my head the rest of the day. I just don't know why you didn't stick your head out the window and say hello, hello, grandma, hello. <laughs> Next time, you guys. I have um. I have a bunch of stuff throughout my home that my grandparents have given me over the years. They're both past now. And, but one of the things that I have, you guys are going to die when I tell you what it is. I can't wait to see your reaction. No, it's worse. Um, (laughs) I, so when my grandparents bought the house, the family that lived there before them were basically hoarders. Like they were nasty and the house was trashed. And so on the third floor in the room that my nanny thinks the boy died in, she found clumps of hair all over the floor. Uh-uh. Like they would cut it, like they would cut his hair and just leave it sitting there. So for whatever Oof. reason, Girl. my nanny gathered it up and put it in an envelope and kept it all these years. No. And she gave it to me. So you guys, I have hair in an envelope sitting on top of my piano in my living room. (laughs) Probably belongs to that little boy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. gosh. You should go get that tested or something. um, (laughs) For what? You know? They're like, this is incest hair. (laughs) (laughs) Confirmed. I don't know. I just figure oh, if we ever like, really do find his body in the backyard, we can use the hair to like match it or something. Oh yeah, see DNA oh, my testing. Gosh. True. Wow. Mm. So, what are you experiencing in your house? That's my <laughs> question. Well, here's Goodness, the thing: gracious. I've never lived in a house that wasn't haunted, and I thought it was the houses. Yeah, and then, as I aged, I realized it might not be the houses; it might be me. So yeah. <laughs> um, I have yeah. had things happen in this house, but I don't know that it was the only thing I can say that definitely was probably that hair is when I first got it, we lived in a different house and I put it in our closet in our bedroom at the time. And I closed the door or whatever. We had two dogs and one of them would incessantly bark and growl at that closet, but only during the time that the hair was in the closet. When I gave the hair to my cousin for a while because of the dog, the dog stopped doing it. Oh, my God. Ah. And then my cousin gave me the hair back and that dog had already passed. And so uh, that hasn't happened since then. But That's so freaky. So it's been 
passed back and forth. It's like the sisterhood of the traveling hair. <laughs> yes, it well, is. Hey. I got a little freaked out by it, so I gave it to my cousin because yeah. we didn't we didn't want to throw it out because it feels like part of the history of the house, and and it just felt wrong to discard it. Yeah. So yeah. she kept it, but she kept it in her garage because she did not want it in her house. Oh, and then she recently, less than a year ago, she gave it back to me. So now, but it's on my piano in my living room. And so far, nothing crazy has happened. Just the normal stuff that always happens to me. You know, hearing yeah. my kids calling me when no one's calling me. Oh, my God. <gasps> no. I did see a little boy in my living room. But that the little boy in my living room, <laughs> he didn't look like that little boy I don't think. That's so I scary. think that was just a traveling energy that found me. Uh, I will say, speaking of hair, I was just in L.A. And I finally got to go to the Mystic Museum and Bearded Ladies Vintage and Oddities. And they had a lot of hair on display, among many other things. Funerary plaques, teeth, like all sorts mm. of things from deceased people. And the Things that gave off the most energy were the hair. I was like, anytime I was standing in front of hair, I was like, I got to go because whoever's hair this is, is very (laughs) present and I'm not comfortable. So something with the hair, something going on with that hair. (laughs) I need you to come to my house and look (laughs) at his hair. (laughs) Tell me if it's his or not. (laughs) I feel like that would require like hands on. Is that a hard pass? (laughs) Right. Oh yeah. It feels yeah. like straw. It it's hair, well, but it it's so it old that it a deep yeah. conditioner feels stringy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it needs a treatment. Maybe an oil treatment. Yeah, yeah. maybe he'll <laughs> calm down if you just give it a nice conditioning balm. <laughs> Do you ever oh play it a gosh. song on the on the piano? Ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do know. I mean, I do know how to play the piano a little bit, but. I don't, I don't know if anything was going to happen when I played, it would probably be my nanny or grandpa coming through because my grandpa Mm. music runs in my family heavily, but my grandpa Mm -hmm. just loved music. He was notorious for going to garage sales and just coming home with instruments. Like, look, I found a trumpet. Nobody knows how to play a (laughs) trumpet, but grandpa has one now. And like a banjo (laughs) and a clarinet. And I'm like, I, I play the piano and the flute. And I already have a flute, so <laughs> good. The heart Stop. wants what it wants, though. Yeah. It really yes. does. Yeah. Well, it has been a real pleasure chatting with you ladies. And if something spooky happens, you have to come back on my show and tell us about it. Oh, yes. Because we are all about it. So tell everybody how they can find you about your podcast and all that stuff. Yeah, so you can you can find us on all of the listening platforms, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. I feel like those are the main ones. Um, and then you can find us at thegoldenghouls.com. Um, and we're at The Golden Ghouls on all social media. So check us out. Um, we're on Facebook, too. So just give us a little search there. We've got a group. We have fun. Lots of spooky memes. So come hang out with us. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, you guys know that I have an Etsy store now. And so if you want to help me by supporting the show, then you can check out my Etsy store or my Patreon. I do only have one 
voodoo-themed mystery box left. So if somebody out there wants it, you better get your booty to my Etsy store. It's called True Haunting Shop, and you better grab it because there's only one, and it's just sitting there waiting. My booty might be the one grabbing it. (laughs) 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 So until next time, I'll spook you later. Ooh.